The Midlife Mail podcast is brought to you in part by Human Improvement. Guys, as you know, I am extremely careful and conscious about what I put on my body and in my body. And when I find something that works, I stick to it. I have been trying out human improvement protein for the last few months, and it has become my go-to everyday protein powder supplement, my exclusive everyday protein powder supplement. Why? Because it is the easiest to digest protein powder that I have found, and I have tried countless protein powders. Let me tell you something. There is not a shortage of protein powders on the market. So how do you cut through the clutter? How do you find the right one for you? Well, here's my criteria. I get a lot of protein through my everyday nutrition. I eat a considerable amount of meat. I really focus on real foods and I supplement with protein powder. Supplement is in addition to what I am getting through my normal everyday nutrition and I want to add and supplement a little bit more. I get 22 grams of organic protein from human improvement, five grams of healthy fiber, zero grams of added sugar. The vanilla and the chocolate taste great. And most importantly for me, clean, easy to digest. So rather than that bloated, gassy, weighed down feeling that I get from most protein powders, with human improvement, I feel light, I feel satiated. I feel energized. It supports gut health. I'm building lean muscle. And it is a protein powder that actually makes me feel better. And I think it can do the same for you. So here's what you got to do. Go on over to buyhigh.co. That's B-U-Y-H-I dot C-O. You're going to get 15% off using promo code MIDLIFEMAIL. Check it out. Human Improvement, the best MIDLIFE MAIL approved protein powder out there. Artist, composer, Lover of humans, Detroit, Michigan's own, Black Bach, born Charles Wilson III. Black Box Live, high energy performance is culturally reflective and seeks to entertain with a live piano-based performance like none you have ever seen before. His vision is to illuminate awareness for all, encouraging dialogue and counterpoint in the way we perceive ourselves and the world we live in together. Released his critically acclaimed debut album, Black Book. His first mixtape release, CVR Art. Mixtape project, Angels Watching Over Me with world-renowned tenor Lawrence Brownlee. Illustrate the innovative and disruptive musical landscape that is Black Bach. I became aware of Bach through Billy Mann, who was in the earliest of episodes of the Midlife Mail podcast. That goes back almost 175 episodes ago. Billy signed Bach. They worked together, started following him on Instagram, listening to him, introducing him to my boys. We have a mutual appreciation for health and wellness, sustainability, longevity, and fitness. 
and invited him on the show to chop it up. I love having these types of individuals and artists. I love how these connections develop, building and broadening and expanding your network and your horizons. That's what maximizing midlife is all about. So this is a pleasure and a privilege to have Bach on the show. And let's hear it from him. Black Bach, Midlife Mail Podcast. Here we go. Bach, welcome to the Midlife Mail Podcast, man. Oh, thanks, man. It's so great to be uh, here. First thing of the year. This is a great conversation. So hey, big, big elephant in the room. We'll just knock it out of the way right now. Like okay. you are a young man. Like yes, you are I am. a young, vibrant young man. Just, just for reference, how old are you? Um, older than I was yesterday. Older than you are yesterday. Okay. <laughs> We're keeping that, you know, a little, a little bit in there. Yeah. Okay. Mm, but not, okay. The typical of you will midlife mail that I usually have, you know, on the podcast, mm-hmm. which has also been one of my, I don't want to say resolutions because I'm not a resolution guy, but okay. one of my goals, you know, mm-hmm. in practicing resolve for this year was to get different kinds of guys on the show, guys yeah. that I look to that that motivate and inspire me in all these different areas. And, and personally and professionally, like you're, you're one of those one of those guys. Um, oh, wow. so thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's great. Well, we got here also, guys, for your listen out there, we got here in this kind of circuitous kind of indirect route where mm-hmm. go back uh, almost two years ago, I had the pleasure and privilege of Billy Mann coming on, mm-hmm. coming on the podcast and you yeah. work with Billy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I saw Billy posting about you and your relationship and your work. Mm-hmm. And I started listening, mm-hmm. started following, and I'm like, like this shit's this is cool. Like, yeah, this, this, right? this is this is really deep. This is really cool. And then I had Benton on Billy's partner, mm-hmm. also work with. Yeah. And your name and your work and the types of things that they do and the types of things that you're doing kept coming up. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, to guys out there, like this is how stuff kind of happens organically. Yeah authentically you were mm-hmm. cool enough to start sending me a couple of messages too right exactly in there and it's like okay like two different guys from two totally different walks of life doing completely different things yeah but like you play music i like music you know <laughs> yeah you care about your health i like to be healthy like and yeah, here's sure. kind of how how it happens um so what i want to ask you for i mean so many questions mm-hmm. um but first First and foremost, here's here's the big one, man. Like, walk me through just the, walk us through a little bit of like, how does this happen for for a guy in in inner city Detroit? Okay, mm-hmm. like, to start playing the, the the piano the way that you do and create the music. Like, how does this happen? Because it's so different and it's so unique what you are doing. And I'm curious to connect some of the dots of kind of like how you got to really do your own thing like this. Yeah. Hmm? I will say it has to do a lot to do with the community around me growing up. There was some very, first of all, I will give a lot of props to my father. He's an amazing man. Um, he raised an amazing son. He took his time and um, he really committed to uh, making sure that I had the proper tools to uh, search for success in my future. 
then I had an amazing piano teacher who was uh, just like dedicated in a way that I've never seen. I mean, I was like a second son to him. Um, and he just really took time to like really nurture um, what he did not have in his career into putting that energy into me as a uh, pianist and as a composer. Um, then there were others, you know, I was part of the the jazz community in Detroit and there's a lot of uh, amazing Motown musicians that were like my mentors. They were like my uncles and, and, and you know, uh, big brothers and, and things of that sort. So a lot of energy put into me in early stages um, that created this, this new sort of awakening in me to be this musician that toured everywhere, you know, like um, I can remember my first, uh, my first time realizing that this is what I wanted to do for a living. I was 15 years old. I went out of town, uh, first time out of town on anything. And it was with Martha and the Vandellas. And within that first gig, I had been offered sex. I had been offered drugs. Um, I saw two guys in the band get into this crazy fight and they tore up this guy's B&B. It was awful. And at the end of it, Martha said, come into the room. And she came, she brought me into the room. She said, baby, I'm so sorry you had to see that. And then she handed me an envelope full of money. And that was it. I was like a pirate's life for me. This is it. This is the coolest shit I've ever done, you know? So um, from that point, I just kept, you know, I knew what I wanted to do. And um, I just used the energy and the resources I had to, you know, pursue it. And it's grown into this thing, you know? So mm. here we are. So it's, it's so cool. When did you realize also, you know, with the support and everything you had, which is, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But when did you also realize like, I have talent, you know, like, like, like I noodle with the guitar, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit, like, you know, yeah. when did you realize it's one thing to want it as a career, but also to realize like, okay, I do have, have talent, you know, and I can play, but then there's also, Hey, how do I transcend this into becoming a professional? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, pretty early on, I, I knew I come from a musical family and a, and, and a family full of entertainers. Uh, my uncle's a tap dancer with Gregory Hines. My grandfather is a Hall of Famer in uh, Memphis. I know another uncle who played with the Count Basie band, saxophonist in New York City. My mother was a flautist. My sister is also a pianist. So it was just kind of one of those things that was, you know, it's in my blood. So I, I just knew if I just dedicated my time to getting better at it, it just would come naturally. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's it's the, it was the environment. I knew what was up. That, that's that that's that's awesome out there as you can start you go through the the martha and the mandela's experience and you know mm -hmm. my, and there too yeah. okay what does the career path look like you know you i mean you've toured with with i mean i read you know everyone from duran duran timberland sierra like what is mm -hmm. the career path you know look like of of do you audition for this do you send things in like how do you start to kind of work the process of getting these opportunities, you know, in yeah. the it's, it's funny because my career path has been, has been abnormal in every way. Um, some people would think you audition. I've never auditioned for anything, any tour that I've ever done. Um, it's just kind of, it's a kind of a word of mouth thing. People, I always say, you know, people say, you know, people know you for who you are, you know, you know, 
whatever that quote is. And I always say, you know, people know you for what, who you are and what you are. And I believe that, you know, people saw me as this musician that was always pushing the envelope, always showed up on time, always dedicated, always driven. And that stuff kind of made the people who were significant in my life pull me closer. There's one, uh, one guy in particular, his name is Kevin Antunes. He was a music director for uh, NSYNC and for New Kids on the Block. And at the time we met, he was just like, dude, come hang out, you know, <laughs> and hung out with the guy. And the next thing I know, he was like, hey, you want to tour with Justin Timberlake? And I was like, yeah. And then a week and a half later, I was on Jay Leno. You know, so it's been that sort of progression in my career has been this this uh, this dedication to what I do and people recognizing how driven I am. And they just pull me close. And then, you know, some the new next thing comes up, Rihanna comes up. He says, oh, dude, I've got Rihanna. You want to do it? Of course. You know, so it, that's kind of how uh, it's all kind of laid out in this really strange way. But I always had to prove myself. And that was the thing that was important was I always showed people who I was and like I was driven. Mm. And one of the thing that jumped out and like it's it's almost like as you go through through this, it could almost be like a throwaway sentence, but it's so not like always on time, you know, like always. And, and, and it stands out like, again, a lot of people with talent also, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people with, with drug. Mm-hmm. A lot of people blow it by being irresponsible, you know, by being yeah. late, yeah. by not being dependable, by being what, again, what it means and what to, to transcend an industry or a profession and to go mm-hmm. pro, you know, right. to be reliable. You know, yeah. you know, and how much that stuff counts, you know, in yeah. that, you know, that to me was, was, was like the standout section in there. It's like, because look, I get the opportunity to listen to your stuff, you know, now, mm-hmm. now again, this opportunity to talk, but you know, what moves the needle in the industry in a way, like what gets you paid, what gets you credible, what gets mm-hmm. you, and it's those little things the controllables of, again, am I reliable? Do I show up on time? Yeah. yeah. Do I, can I combine the personal passion that I have and, and how good I am like yeah. with the professional expertise? Like, Absolutely. That's something they don't have to worry about, you know, with me. Ever, ever. In there. To that effect, you're down in Florida right now. You're um, working, on, working on a new album, working on a new mixtape. Mm-hmm. What are you doing like when we're not watching? You know, like I see the tour, you know, we see, again, I can listen. I can go on spot. We can go on anywhere, guys, to mm-hmm. listen to stuff. And I'll tell you where I've been listening to your stuff soon. But like what, what always interests me is like the work that people do when we're not watching, when nobody's watching. You know, what does your day look like? Oh, man. My day kind of looks like sporadic to most people. I have to make it and I have to kind of fly by the seat of my pants with my days. Um, so because being a writer, the muse sometimes will hit me, say, at 11 p.m. So I'm up from 11 and I'm riding a wave. I'm writing music. I'm in front of the piano. I'm in front of my computer and I'm writing and writing and writing. And then when I finally pull my head out of the cloud, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> you know, so that wake up at eight o'clock or wake up at nine o'clock. That's just not happening for me. So, you know, usually my days um, consist of me usually because I write at night, 
I wake up pretty late. But then when I do that, you know, I eat a decent breakfast or get something to eat. I go to the gym sometimes. Um, I may go for a run. It depends. It varies like how um, basically the idea for me is to clear my mind as much as possible before I have to sit down and start writing music. Mm. And if that means meditation or working out or whatever, you know, that's kind of like the process. This episode of the Midlife Now podcast is brought to you by Bub's Naturals. Bub's commitment to excellence begins long before the products land on your doorstep. You guys know how seriously I take my coffee. It's a big deal to me. Bub's Naturals makes the best coffee out there. I go with the dark roast. I absolutely love it. Equally as important, they make the best collagen protein, grass-fed, pasture-raised from Brazil. I put a scoop of it in with their dark roast coffee every morning, and it is absolutely delicious. Their MCT oil powder, I put a scoop of that in there. It's derived from 100% sustainably sourced coconuts, which is also great for me. While I'm not plant-based or vegan, I eat a considerable amount of meat. It's great for me to complement that with a product that is not layering on more and things that I don't need more of. So using the MCT oil, their powder that's plant-based and vegan really helps me out. All of their product offerings are free of gluten, soy, nuts, and corn. The whole lineup, keto approved, paleo approved, Whole30 approved, they're NSF certified, nut-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, corn-free, Bub's Natural delivers. You can go to their website. You can customize your own trio. You can get the Bub's Brew, the Halo Creamer, which is also fantastic, the collagen protein, the MCT oil. It's awesome. All of it. I love the people behind it. I love the mission of the company. They give back to charity. Woven into the DNA of Bub's Naturals is that of professional athletes, top performers, rabble rousers, Navy SEALs, and the goal is to exceed your expectations in everything that they do. It's backed by scientific research and discovery and an endless pursuit to find the fountain of youth. It's midlife male approved. It's a midlife male mission. We are not anti-aging. We are pro-aging positively, gracefully, aggressively. So I say yes to Bub's Natural. I say yes to quality. I say yes to going over to bubsnaturals.com, using promo code MIDLIFEMAIL, saving yourself 15%. Check it out. You refer to yourself as a writer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm but not a lyricist in that. No. Right. So again, and, I, and the expectation, I think also versus, or, or versus, I don't want to say versus may not be the right word, but versus the reality of, of the compositions and what you put out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit because the way you write and the way you express yourself mm -hmm. is through your, the music, yeah. not, not the lyrics. Where did this, come from mm, mm. that like 
that you it's again that you've developed like your own so like personal and so unique way to to express the music both your originals and then also the covers mm-hmm. right right that's a great question that you know one of the things that i love being able to say is that i am a storyteller and i believe that the way that we convey anything to each other is through great stories um the object is that I don't have words to access these stories, but I have a better language. And I believe that music and sound and frequency is a better language than words are. The difference is that if I'm American and I go to Japan, there's a language barrier. But if I write a composition and take it to Japan and sit in front of another pianist, he can play it exactly the same. I can pick it up and take it to Germany, same. I can take it to Spain, same. I can take it to anywhere. It's always translated the same. Music is a language that is uh, universal. Everyone understands it. So the idea is how can I tell a story with no words? How can I make a person understand what I'm trying to convey, the energy or the, uh, the message without using words? And to me, that's a... a extreme gift and also uh, sometimes a bit of a disadvantage, I think, but I believe that um, when they get it, they get it, Mm. you know? That's what I was going to ask you next. It sounds like you can call it a disadvantage. I don't think it's a disadvantage, especially from where you are, you know, right now and and where you're going with this. Mm -hmm. Definitely a challenge. Yeah. So I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I can imagine, okay, that this is a challenge to go pitch also, to be like, hey, here's what I do, okay, here's what I want to do, here's my my big vivid vision, you know, Mm -hmm. for being an artist and telling stories and without words and all of this, and how many, you know, people look back and go, don't get it before somebody does get it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, and overcoming adversity and the challenge and the perseverance. I'd love, like, like, do you have a, like a, a story, a, a, like, probably have more than one of like, you know, here's the biggest guy that ever rejected me that came back and wanted me, you know, or how many no's again oh, we get man. before we get the yes, you know, the yes that is really like, finally, somebody gets me, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, this project in itself, um, Billy Mann and Benton James both talk about how people thought we were crazy when we first they, they first pitched this idea we're gonna we're gonna sign to our new label uh neoclassical pianist from detroit and they say well does he sing no w- what does he do he plays the piano you guys are crazy and they say nobody nobody's ever gonna listen to that but here we are you know a year and a half later and after today's show interview with Al Roker and you know, CNN and Forbes and, and you know, Detroit Tigers and all these th- wonderful things that have happened, they're going, oh, my gosh, you guys weren't crazy. You know, like, oh, we get we, we start we're starting to get it. We're starting to understand. And I think that's one of the things that's really significant about art and creation is you want to be authentically you. You want to create something that's never been created before. I know it sounds scary and intimidating, but what's really important is that, you know, you create from a place that's really who you are. 
Mm. And it's, it, I mean, and it may be something that no one's ever tried before. I mean, think about it. No one flew airplanes before, you know, it had to be created. It had to be a, a, a thinking. You have to dream big and then go out there and do it regardless of what you hear. And trust me, I've heard it all. I've heard racism. I've heard cynicism. I've heard everything. So, but um doesn't stop me. Just feels me. It's also an interesting point about, you know, what success looks like, you know, to you. Mm-hmm. there that hey if i you know there's a lot of white space between i can you know being you know a huge let's say artist you know mm-hmm. globally and selling out massive stadiums and everything else and maybe selling out sometimes or doing certain things or being commercially viable or again success looks like to me like i could be my authentic self you know yeah. i can do the work that i really want to do and maybe it only captures x percent you know of the global population or the domestic population mm-hmm. but that's again what success can look like we all have our own you know metric for it do i want to yeah. play to 60,000 people and and mm-hmm. not feel like me or do mm-hmm. i want to play to 20,000 people and really be me you know that yeah. quality over quantity kind of evaluation do you at this point, like, to that effect, do you just do what you want right now? Absolutely. <laughs> I really do everything that I want to do. I, I, I'm, I'm literally the happiest person ever. Like, there's nothing that I, you know, it, everything's kind of like the, the world is my oyster. Like, I'm just like, kind of like, okay, if I literally want to pick up and just, I, I have, I have no home. I'm pretty much uh, the happiest homeless man you'll ever meet. I don't have a car. I don't have all these things that attach me. I don't have kids. I don't have pets. I have nothing that holds me in one spot. I love being a nomad. I love being able to travel and to be able to see the world in the way that I will, that I like. And um, yeah, it's pretty much, I just do what I want to do all the time. And if it comes to art and creativity, it's the same. You know, no one puts any limits on uh, what I'm creating. So what are your essentials? Okay. You're, you don't have, you listed what you don't have right, right? in there, which is all positive. You're grinning, you know, you're to you, you guys can't mm-hmm. see it. <laughs> like, I'm, well, I'm smiling. <laughs> okay. So you're traveling, you're going, you're doing whatever. What are your essentials? What comes with you? What is important to you that you do have? Um, like my laptop so I can do my work, um, money so that I can afford to travel. I can afford to move around. Um, my circle of, of, of friends and supporters, my tight circle, extremely important to me, um, to be able to have, you know, people to kind of always keep me level. Um, of course, piano, keyboard, being able to have that stuff with me. And I'm literally, I'm like a bag of clothes, my keyboard, my laptop, and I'm a happy man. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that is fantastic. Um, collaboration. Mm-hmm. Who are you excited, you know, again, as a solo artist, mm-hmm. who are you excited to, you know, collaborate with or who's inspiring to you, you know, right now? I know you're talking about, you know, mixtape, you've done some other things before. Like, like, what do you listen to? Mm-hmm. And when you uh, want to collaborate with? Wow. That's a great question because uh, more and more I'm being put into a place where I'm, performing alone. You know, for many years I was playing in bands or I was in the studio working with, you know, other people, engineers and rappers and singers and all this other stuff. And now I'm just like on the stage by myself, you know, and less tracks and just playing the piano itself. 
Um, who I listen to, the majority of my listening is in world music, honestly. Like, uh, there's this artist named Andreas Wollenweider, who's a harpist. He's one of my favorites. Um, there's also Pat Metheny, who's a sort of jazz, sort of world uh, guitarist, and mm -hmm. I love him. Um, but there's also, you know, like, right now, I've been listening to Jeezy, like, <laughs> me and young Jeezy. I love rap. I love hip-hop. So a lot of uh, I think of the collaborations for me, what happened on the hip hop uh, R&B side where I'm able to do uh, songs with like, like, like I said, like a Jeezy or like T.I. or um, Busta Rhymes or something like that, where um, it's something quick, like for, for social media stuff. But I don't think it would be like a, an album or anything of that sort. Um, but more and more, I'm beginning to see people recognize that classical music and rap, hip hop, pop, all these genres literally they have us they go together they're cousins they know each other you know mm -hmm. so um we'll see where it goes to me the collaboration thing is just about you know let's just follow the path and see who shows up this week's episode of the midlife mail podcast is brought to you in part by kineon the makers of the move plus portable light therapy device that uses LED lights and medical grade laser technology to improve blood flow to injured and inflamed areas. This is great for your shoulder, your bicep, knee pain, any of your injuries. I started testing this out about 90 days ago. It's an incredible device. It takes just five minutes a day, about five days a week, to put the infrared lights, they have a strap, you wrap it around your knee, your elbow, your shoulder. And at 50 years old, over the past 90 days, I have seen significant improvement in my range of motion, decrease in inflammation. I'm feeling better. I have less pain, faster recovery. And I have been testing and retesting this and I have come to the conclusion that the Kineon Move Plus flat out works. It helps to restore damaged blood vessels, encourages cartilage regrowth as somebody who has had three knee surgeries, reducing joint pain and inflammation quickly through whole joint coverage with sniper-like accuracy and cutting edge dual light enhanced light therapy. It's hugely important to me to be efficient and effective in its application, its delivery, and the results. There's a lot of red light therapy products out there. Most of them do not deliver the right dosage to be as effective as they could be, and that is key to optimal results. The Kineon Move Plus dual light tech delivers the deeper joint penetration and the exact right dosage for fast recovery. It goes right up against your skin. You don't have to worry, am I too close? Am I too far? Where do I stand? How do I do this? It is so simple. I use it pre-workout. Sometimes I use it post-workout. I'll put it on in the car when I'm on the way to the gym. I can work with it on whatever, five minutes a day to help alleviate chronic joint pain, inflammation, whatever you are experiencing, knees, elbows, shoulders. Next, the Kineon Move Plus can help you. Check it out, guys. Head over to Kineon, that's K-I-N-E-O-N dot I-O. 
forward slash midlife mail. You're going to get 10% off with my code midlife mail. Each module is battery powered. They include a rapid recharge device. I use the USB and my computer to charge it up so you can recover anywhere at any time at home or on the go. Huge believer in the Kineon Move Plus. Check it out. The creativity aspect, and I think also the, the ability now to just create also and, and to distribute in so many in so many different ways, as you're talking about working on an album and working on a mix tape and those sort of things. But I'm also curious about like that instant gratification piece or the way that you reach people and stuff. Like, do you pro like, hey, I'm just gonna throw, I'm gonna put this out, whether again it's on on social, you know, or again, how you build your brand, you know, and how you think about that, you know, short pieces or long pieces, like, or again, as you said, am I just really happy and I just do whatever I I, I want to? You know? yeah. But how does the, I guess where I'm going with this is kind of that again, that amazing ability to be nomadic that amazing luxury to be able to create and to put things out there. But there is a business side of this, obviously, also. Mm -hmm. The strategic and tactical of like how we build a business, how we build a brand, how you build a career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the balance for you, you know, in terms of like, I'm throwing that out tomorrow and, or, or your team might be like, we are not throwing that out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah it's always like that. For me, for me, I'm very much, um, I love the tactical side. I love the fact that we have a plan. I love um, the creative. The creativity can happen when it happens, but then there's like, okay, the creativity's done. How do we make this uh, accessible in the best ways possible? How do we capitalize on this creativity that we have? Um, so, to me, the business side is equally as important, and I am. I will say that I'm equally as much involved in the business side as I am in just the creativity. So I'm just kind of not willy nilly with it. Um, I definitely want to have a plan and a strategy before we release anything and a plan and a strategy for how we're building this brand. As important as it is to know what it is, you know, you want, you know, and you enjoy, you know, and that you want to have your hand in, you know, there. Yeah. I mean, it's equally as important to us to know what, what it is that we, what we don't want, you know, and maybe what we, we don't, like this is a comic, this is a complicated business. You know, obviously you're on the road. Again, there's finances, there's you know, there's a lot of detail in this. Are there sides of this business or certain things that you're like, hey, like this, this is not like where I truly want to be involved. You know, this is not like this saps my energy or my creativity, or I know it's important. It's like, but that I'm gonna delegate out, you know, or that kind of thing out there too. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is absolutely that. Um, recently, I just hired within the past week a uh, production manager who's helping me with all travel and uh, uh, pre-production when I come to venues and you know hospitality writers and production writers and all. I mean, I was getting the emails and I handled it all last year, but it was extremely overwhelming. And uh, this year, I said I, I can't do it. I have to hand it off to someone else. I think great leaders know when you know to delegate certain jobs to. Uh, people who are better and more capable. Mm -hmm. T totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I gotta believe that being the artist also, and again, at a certain point and like, I'm also the guy answering the email with the rider. It's like, Hey, like this water versus this water. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like that, that kind of like left brain, right brain, like frustration side versus happiness and creativity side can be, mm -hmm. you know, in such conflict, 
you know, mm-hmm. overall. And what are we looking for? Like, how do we get this stuff into harmony? You know, how do we get this stuff really working and and expanding? You know, the people understand who we work with. You know, what that circle looks yeah. like. Yeah. Um, where does this all go? Like, do you? How far out do you plan? You talked about the strategy. You know, and you like being involved. Mm-hmm. I plan out three years. You know, I write my plans in three year in three year blocks. You know, right. out there. How far out in advance do you plan? Like, do you make a big outcome oriented goal and then work back to it? Or are you like, hey, I'm going to chip away and see where this leads? You know, a forward guy or a backward guy? Mm-hmm. In some aspects, I would say in my personal life, I put about two to three years. As far as the music is concerned and, and my career, that's kind of like a, I'm, I'm okay following the path. I mean, I always say that I'm, you know, some people run for a destination. I'm the runner that loves to run. Mm. So for me, there is no, where are we going with this? It's just, let's keep going. You know, I always say with Billy and Vincent, we always, you know, agree and, you know, dap each other up. We're going to die on the hill, you know, and it's kind of like that. We're just here and we're going to keep running and we're going to keep chipping away at this until it breaks. Where do you want to run to? Like, and and I mean this like, you know, is there a certain place like you really want to play? You know, is there a certain thing like if if you're just out there run like, hey man, like I want to run from Detroit and I want to run to Nashville. You know, I want to yeah. I want to yeah. play Nashville. Like, like where are you? Where do you think you're running to? If you could, if you could pick. Yeah, I have one. I only have one dream, and I keep saying this over and over again. I want to be the first uh, composer pianist to play Carnegie Hall with a, a whole set of grills in my mouth. <laughs> That's the only thing I want. Like, it's so simple, you know? So, you know, not very. Go on. Yeah, not very. uh, Like I said, I'm not very destination oriented. I'm very much like, you know, the journey is what's so important to me. Like the experience, like what happens today? What happens tomorrow? What happens next week? Like those things are more important to me than just like, um, you know, some people say, well, I want a Grammy. I look at a Grammy like a trophy. I, if I never get a trophy, it's fine with me. Like, I just want to create great music for people to listen to and have healing. And and that's more important. Well, I think what's so cool about that also, and, and I and I identify with it is, look, the actions are more valuable and more important and quite frankly, more fun in a way than the outcome. You know, yeah. if we just fixate on the outcome, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know and don't take action, you're not going to get there anyway. If you're actually really enjoying the run, if you're really enjoying the actions and you're doing those things, like the outcome is, is it's inevitable, you know, in a yeah. way. And then, yeah. you know, earlier, by the time you get to the outcome, you're already past the outcome. Exactly. Not to say that it was expected, you know, and mm-hmm. it, but you, it's really not a, but it's not a surprise. Yeah. Because I've been, do, I've been taking, yeah, I've, I, I've been running in this direction for a year now. I mean, yeah. it was inevitable. I was going to get somewhere. You right. know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's maybe, exactly my thinking. Yeah. Maybe you ran it at a seven mile pace, mm-hmm. minute mile pace. I ran it at a nine minute mile. Guess what? We're here. You know, yeah. either like, way, <laughs> e- either way. Um, well, this is awesome. And I really, really appreciate it. And I know we're like, Hey, we're going to jump on. We're going to knock out a half an hour right mm-hmm. now because you got, you got work to do. Yeah. Uh, and it was just so cool to get an inside look at what you do and, and how you create um, and, and just a totally different and fresh, fresh perspective. Just so you know, like I've been listening now, like I do two things now to try to kind of 
help myself out. There's a bunch of things I do, but I'm trying to keep it limited and small. Mm -hmm. But I've been listening really, you know, there's how I hang upside down on my Mm -hmm. inversion table. Okay. Loosen up and stretch out my back. And then I hang dead hang from a pull-up bar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm trying to stretch my back out in two different directions. I want to thank you a lot because that's when I've been listening to to most of your stuff back and forth for like a minute here and a minute there and back and forth. Like it just is super, super helpful. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Melodic and like super interesting. And I can really like, I don't want to pay attention to the fact that I'm hanging upside down or that I'm hanging off this bar. So I can pay attention to like the notes that you're playing what's going on here um so i just wanted to thank you for that i think it's so cool and that's where that's my application for for your music right Uh, now dude that's awesome that's a different one that's so cool that's so cool to hear there are others they're definitely others like that's been the one where like okay when i open up my spotify like i know i'm going right side up upside down like here it is that's what i that's that's what i click on Uh, that's Uh, awesome where can people find you find your music what you're working on Mm-hmm. Um, I can be found everywhere at Black Bok, which is spelled B-L-K-B-O-K. Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Amazon Music. Um, so the music's everywhere. YouTube, anywhere you search, it'll be there. Um, my socials are the same at Black Bok, which is B-L-K-B-O-K. And I'm on uh, every one of them, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, you name it, I'm there. So uh, you, you are not hard to find and no. guys, uh, make sure, okay, check it out, go listen, different from any, if you haven't heard before, it's going to be different and awesome from, from what you've heard before and, and get, get in there and, uh, and, and thank you so much, Bob, for your time. Like this is super, this is super cool. Yeah. Thank thanks, Greg. This is awesome. Guys, if you like what you've heard in the Midlife Mail podcast, please give up, give us the thumbs up, give us the five-star rating, go follow Black Bach out there, listen to his stuff. If you got questions, I am not hard to find either Greg at midlifemail.com, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of the channels. Keep the Midlife Mail movement growing. Listen to really great music, all right? There's your takeaway. Listen to really great music. Guys with amazing, original, unique ideas. All right, add them into your life. That's what this is all about. Bach, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. If you're interested in coaching and taking this conversation deeper so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals, be sure to head over to midlifemail.com and check out the Work With Me page to explore options.